Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Paul Dooley. You're listening to TV Confidential. Good luck. Ed Roberts, with a reminder of the next edition of TV Confidential, will air next week at the station at the usual time. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us as we continue our DVD and streaming report. Earlier in the program, Greg took a look at the DVD release of Tom and Jerry 2021, live-action movie starring Chloe Grace Moretz, Colin Jost, and archival clips of the voices of Bill Hanna, Mel Blanc, and June Furry. What else do you have for us this week? On that same level, we'll go to another Hanna-Barbera a long-lasting character. That would be, of course, Scooby-Doo, who, um, gosh, they're just, they just can find new ways to use Scooby-Doo in all kinds of well, ways. Well, Hanna-Barbera, I think this is a parallel we can make. Hanna-Barbera, they're as good at reiterating or coming up with iterations of Scooby-Doo the way Sherwood Schwartz was able to come up with new concepts for the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island. You know, yeah, that's true. They were never at it. I mean, it's it's amazing when you think about it. Every time you think the well has run dry, there's another level of water to draw from. I think one of the keys to that is that while their characters possess an affection and a and a warmth, and there are there are nice moments, there is never this sense of pompousness or um, pretentiousness. You, they make fun of themselves constantly. They're cartoons. So one of the things that uh, Scooby-Doo and I have like been pouring through the various series and the various movies, and there are they got to be two dozen Scooby-Doo movies between the director videos, the specials, and there's there's about six or eight different series. They don't take themselves seriously. They are constantly finding ways to draw attention to the meddling kids line, you know, interrupting it. Um, everything about those characters is parodied by the show and expanded on or switched around. And, and the Brady Bunch does that too. They love to break the for- fourth wall in a way or to do that, that sort of, the way the Muppets in a way did it, but in a different way. They're, they're not self-aware uh, that they're in a show necessarily, but there's always inside jokes. That, that they know that you're going to get a kick at on the various shows. And, and they'll name characters a certain thing or they'll make reference to something you knew from the early shows. They're, they're always aware that there are fans involved and the cliches and the tropes are part of the jokes. They're, they're always turning it inside out. 
um, because it's it's always a cartoon and it's never supposed to be taken seriously. And it all goes back to the part of the framework, which is the Abbott and Costello horror movies, and that they were serious, but they were dopey at the same time. And that's why kids love them. You know, kids love the, the little bit of scare, but then Shaggy and Scooby dressing in disguise and take, making the werewolf sit down and eat dinner while they're dressed as waiters. And then, and, the, and then the werewolf sits there for a few minutes before he realizes that they've run away. You know, it's ridiculous because it's a cartoon, folks. You know, so that, that's part of the fun. And they've actually been very productive, even in, even in this, these tumultuous times. And so they've actually put out several of these, uh, several of these movies and also a series that's still current. Um, uh, there was a, uh, a Return to Zombie Island. Like the very first direct-to-video that they did was called Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. And that was a trend they did for about three movies where they made the monsters real. Um, it worked and it didn't work, depending on what the, what the subject matter was. Um, some of them I like better than others, but Zombie Island was great. Zombie Island, I think, is something you could screen as a film. Uh, Adrian Barbeau was in that, and it took place in New Orleans, and they actually did a good, accurate representation of New Orleans because, you know, my wife's from there. They ate beignets and all that stuff and went to the French market, and it was a legitimately creepy story that had a great resolve and it pulled you through. And sometimes these things seem padded. That one did not. It was very memorable. I was at a Leonard Malton film festival, Malton Fest, and he had a whiteboard outside for people to put, what do you want to see at the next Malton Fest? And I seriously was going to put Zombie Island on there. Somebody beat me to it. I am not kidding you. So that said, there is a return to Zombie Island that came out recently, and it is pretty much what you what you would expect. And you know, it, it goes on and on further. And let me give you a, uh, you know, there is a there is a Mister HV character in it. Well, there you go. There's the Hanna Barbera reference, and that goes all the way back to like Yogi Bear cartoons, where there'd be uh, a guy named Bill and a guy named Joe. Or every time there's a camera, it's like HBTV. The, there's tons of those kind of jokes. So that's Return to Zombie Island. And then uh, last Halloween, we didn't get to mention this, but it's still out. Happy Halloween, Scooby-Doo, with guest star Elvira. Now, who is better to be there than Elvira? Elvira actually, Cassandra Peterson, actually was in a Scooby-Doo movie earlier, but she played a different role. She played an actress when they went to Hollywood. So this was not her first Scooby-Doo film. It's the first time she played Elvira, and she's perfect in this, and she's she's all through it, and she's um, and so that is about a little town, and they, you know, what you might expect, pumpkins and jack o' lanterns and all that kind of stuff. Scooby Doo belongs on Halloween, but it's all year round. And then there's this really cool new one called um, Scooby Doo: The Sword and the Scoob, which takes them back into the past. Don't ex don't expect it to make sense how they go back into the past but they go into the king arthur days and one of the voices is jason isaacs so it's not like they skimp they actually get some substantial actors to do voices on this i should point out that greg is holding all the dvds or releases to the microphone for the benefit of our of our listening audience yeah so that you can see them in your mind yes folks 
You can see them in your mind. The sword and the scoob with Jason Isaacs. Although the so. sword, I, I will say, Greg, the sword and the scoob, that immediately evoked an image in my mind. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Now, for series, the current series on the air, which just came out in the DVD of season one, is Scooby-Doo and Guess Who? Now, that is a play on one of the earliest series, the new Scooby-Doo movies, which was a CBS one-hour show. Uh, one of the first, probably the first one-hour cartoon series in history on CBS. Now, this is not a one-hour show, but like Scooby-Doo movies, it has guest stars. And it is a very snappily written, very silly, very satirical series. So each episode has a guest star. Many of them, there's a couple of them, like people that are in, in my uh, generation might say, ooh, you know, it's like somebody who's famous for, for YouTube and that kind of stuff. But surprisingly, they're not all like that. You've got people, well, Batman's in one of them. And uh, Hoopy is in another one of them. Mark what, Hamill. What is Hoopy? Well, I call her Hoopy, Hoopy Goldberg. I call her Hoopy because Carol Channing. Oh, you mean her. oh, you mean Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, Carol oh, Channing right. referred to her as Hoopy on the Merv Griffin show, so that's how I must do. All it. right, well that because went that is, that went over my head. I'm sorry, folks. All right, okay, so Whoopi Goldberg is one of the guest stars too. Whoopi Goldberg, Steve Buscemi. That takes place in uh, in in Italy. In Sicily, and it's very Italian. They talk about uh, spaghetti and all kinds of stuff. Steve Buscemi's in one of them. Um, you've got uh, oh, there's a there's a really good George Takei is a guest star. And the funny thing is that some of these guest stars were already doing voices on Scooby Doo. George Takei was in several of them, playing various roles. But here he is playing George Takei, and they do a lot of riffing on who they are. In it um, and what's funny also is in unison because they're they're spoofing the early Scooby-Doo movies the gang all in unison will say it's famous actor George Takei you know or it's comedy star and writer Whoopi Goldberg uh, so they'll, they'll give their their resume you know in a sentence and say their name Weird Al Yankovic Jim Gaffigan they have Penn and Teller, Wonder Woman, because it is a it is a DC owned by Warner Brothers show, and uh, Wanda Sykes, very funny show. And what's cool about the Wanda Sykes one is Mr. Peebles is in it from the Megilla Gorilla show. Megilla makes a uh, an appearance in it, and then one of the coolest ones, if you're a Hanna Barbera fan, is the one where the Funky Phantom cast appears. Because sometimes on the old show like the Speed Buggy or Josie and the Pussycats cast would appear. But the Funky Phantom cast doesn't like them because, you know, they were basically kind of an imitation because back in those days, because Scooby was a big hit, they all did imitation shows with teen crime solvers. And so they're competing with them because they're like, well, we're better than you are because, you know, we've got a ghost from the Revolutionary War. And they're like, well, why would you have that? You know, you just have a dog. And so it's kind of funny because that's what I'm, that's my whole point. They don't hide the fact that these premises were ridiculous. They revel in it. So that's the fun, you know, let's have some fun folks. So this whole series has uh, 26 episodes. It's a lot of episodes because 
when they do the streaming, they put them all on there. Uh, you can also stream it. If you have Amazon, you can get the Boomerang app and you can get them all. Uh, you can actually get more than that's on this. And I do want to point out that if you do have the streaming, the Boomerang streaming, which is only $5 a month, you can get a ton of Hanna-Barbera cartoons and MGM cartoons, uh, vintage ones, and a lot of Warner. Um, uh, the This is not out on DVD yet, but I want to, want to mention one of Alex Trebek's last things he did was a Scooby-Doo Jeopardy show. And uh, I think when he passed away, they, they released it free for a little while um, because, you know, in honor of him. But it's a very funny show, and he's very good in it, and it's very Jeopardy uh, accurate. You know, the gang goes on Jeopardy, and there's the ghost and all that stuff. But it's a, it's a terrific show, and it's just wonderful that he did that. So um, it will eventually, I'm sure, be on DVD if you want it that way as well. How do they do a Scooby-Doo Jeopardy show? Because Jeopardy has three contestants, and there are at least four or five members of the of the Mystery Machine team. They they mix and match. Oh. You know, Velma does uh, plays, Shaggy plays, and and the categories seem to fit who they are, and that's part of the the comedy of it. Okay, so they they were somewhat loose with the Jeopardy format in the playing of the game. Somewhat loose, but surprisingly surprisingly close. You know, sometimes when a game show is spoofed, it's done kind of not well. Mm -hmm. But they they like they obviously liked Jeopardy when it was written. Whoever did it kind of liked it and knew Jeopardy, so it it, it works. It's funny, and and the, they did a nice job on it. The co the writing on this is very sharp, very satirical, um, and uh, never takes itself seriously for a second. I mean, there's a Ricky Gervais episode where he's constantly trying to remind everyone that he's famous and that he's known. You know, <laughs> haven't you seen any of my shows? I mean, he's he's making fun of himself. On so I would imagine uh, Shaggy's category would be food. Scooby's would be yeah. canine canine snacks. Ruff, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I can't I cannot do a Don Messick, but, you know, uh, but he would probably he would probably, <laughs> you know, Scooby would say uh, canine snacks for 200, Alex. That that sort of thing. Yeah. It's it's uh, it, it's very funny, and Alex Trebek does a real good job, you know, and uh, is very comfortable. Like I said, uh, not everybody can pull off doing. That's why I thought Wanda Sykes was was good because um, not everybody can pull off doing a cartoon role, even if it's a guest role. So it's it's kind of nice to to see the ones who can do it um, do it extremely well, and and really get into it. And then there's the ones that come in, they do the recording, and they're fine. Yeah. But, you know, it isn't what they do for a living. And well, God bless them. Wanda, Wanda Sykes is a great actress. I mean, she's, yeah, not, she she's, not, she's not just a comedian. She's an actress. So I get the feeling she knew who Mr. Peebles was. Yeah. But just, you know, I, I think she knew. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that she did well. Yeah. So it's, fun. it's a fun show. That's all, we, you know. What's what's wrong with fun? Snooby, Snooby, Scooby Doo, and Guess Who available. Warner Brothers Home Video. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month. CartoonResearch.com. While Hanna Barbera: The Recorded Histories coming in 2024. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. Hi, this is Nancy Olson Livingston, and welcome to TV Confidential. A reminder that Devil's Peak, crime thriller produced by Griff 
first and starring Billy Bob Thornton, Jackie Earl Haley, Robin Wright, and Hopper Penn. Devil's Peak available now for viewing on demand on all major platforms. Also a reminder that Sonnets from Suburbia, Sonnets from Suburbia, More Candles Than Cake, new book by Penny Heiser. Sonnets from Suburbia available both as a print edition and as an ebook. Amazon.com, where the books are sold online. If all goes well, the audio edition of Sonnets from Suburbia will be coming out later in 2023. In the meantime, you can follow Penny Heiser, Penny Heiser's page on Facebook as well as Twitter. Instagram and pennyheiser.com. Ed Robertson, Matt Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grice, and Greg Erebar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.